This is the Inspire More Life podcast hosted by yours truly, Jonathan Wells. Big shout out to Lucas and the Public House as we recorded our first several episodes out of the Public House in the country of Thailand. And thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode three. I am so excited for you all to listen to this discussion between Lucas and I. We talk about a variety of topics, dreams, what reaching those dreams actually look like, and is it everything that you thought it was going to be? Police interactions across cultures and working and moving into different countries. I'm so excited for you all to listen. Let's begin. This is the Inspire More Life podcast. You guys know what it is, hosted by Jonathan Wells. We are here with Lucas Dinesen Fernandez. I am excited to have him on. He's the GM. We're actually in his location right now, the GM of Public House Hotel. Thank you for having me here, actually. No, no, no. Thank you so much for having me. And, it's like, and I think it's important for us to point it out that the only reason why I'm on your podcast is because someone canceled last minute, right? No, no. I was, I was planned for this. <laughs> no, it was, wasn't. I was trying to get you on my show for a couple of weeks. And, no, and you're asking me not to be on your show. You finally, <laughs> That's what you you're finally accepted. And we, are, we appreciate having you here. The reason I brought Lucas on is because He's been around the world. He's been around the world. And we talk about inspire more life. We talk about living a more fulfilling life. And what's living more fulfilling life than going out of your comfort zone, going into different regions, different communities, different nations, and getting that experience. So I look forward to tapping into that, Lucas. Lucas, tell us what you want us to know about yourself before we get started. Oh, well, um, it wasn't one of those questions that you <laughs> asked me yeah, before. So yeah. That's the whole thing. We got to keep it. We got to keep it. I don't really organic. think from, from, from you know. Well, you're a GM, general manager. I am the general manager here in a hotel, yes. And uh, how many yeah. how many hotels have you worked for? Um, um, four. Four. Okay, yeah, so four hotels. Four hotels, yes. And four... I, I, I sort of transitioned from hospitality, but more restaurant cocktail bar, cocktail bars and members clubs back in London okay. into hotels. So okay. there was a sort of a life-changing mm. was the COVID period when sort of, you, you can't, know. You yeah. can't shove all your experience in hotels. You've been in the different so, scenes within hospitality. Yeah. So it's, I sort of fell into hospitality when I was, when I was, when I was in London, when I was uh, studying in London and uh, I was studying business administration, but then it wasn't really my thing. And then I started working just to, just to make a quick back in, in hospitality and, and sort of stuck with it. And I sort of enjoyed it. It was, um, it was sort of allowing me to um, sort of explore and do things that I wanted to do without really committing too much okay if it does make sense yeah i i've never been a person driven by career or money or anything of that sort so um it was never that much important to me what was important for me is to make enough money to have a comfortable lifestyle but most importantly to have enough money to travel the world so let's uh, let's dive into that real quick if if someone was on this listening to this and they are looking to live more life take take different components of their life and really enjoy it. Are you saying that hospitality is a great industry to look into to be able to give you a balance between work and what you want to do with your life? I think I think I would never wish hospitality on anyone. Mm. <laughs> I think it's an extremely ungrateful um, um, business to be in. Uh, and it's difficult and it's not for everyone. Uh, nevertheless, it can, be, it can be rewarding and it can be interesting. I, I have to be honest that I, I probably really, really enjoyed working in hospitality for so many years. I and mean, it's been over 20 years right now. Wow. And, I, and I really enjoy doing this. But I also have a very fixed skin. I know people that have been in this business and 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 and, and crumbled because it's 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 difficult. 
I, I remember watching this interview once with uh, with uh, um, Sandra Bullock. She was uh, working as a waitress with um, a lot of other famous people somewhere in New York. Um, um, and uh, Indochine, I think, in Indochine. Okay. And, I, and I remember she said <laughs> that it's probably the most difficult job she ever uh, had in her life because it is, it is, in a sense, I think it's very much undervalued. And those people are really juggling with a lot, uh, emotions, uh, duties, and so on. So it's, it's, it's a very difficult job. So don't get into hospitality unless you have I, thick skin. I, I think so, yeah. And when did it become, so you went into hospitality. Yes. You thought it was going to be this thing that you had a balance with. Did it get to a point in your career when? No, I went I went it, into it because I thought it's going to be an easy life. Oh, so you, okay. Yeah, so, but it, once you got yeah. into it. And there was no plan of staying with I hospitality. And then once I got into it, then then I was sort of like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. And it would allow me to sort of travel and and do my own things uh, without really committing, without really someone breathing down my neck and saying, I'm like, you have to commit to that or you have six months to that or what about the promotion? Because you sort of go in your own tem tempo. And and that's something that suited me back then. We have we have people from a lot of different areas on the podcast. Where are you from? Uh, so I was, I was born in Poland, um, uh, Warsaw. So you're born in Poland. Is it is it natural for people from Poland to just leave and be traveling to different you live we're we're in bangkok right now yes we're like, in bangkok. is it normal is there a lot of polish people is you know i is, wouldn't is know normal i i don't know any any poles living here okay so i don't know but it's but, but um, we, we we had a conversation uh um out of the studios like you know i always felt that i was i was born in the wrong place mm. uh, that i never really uh belonged to to where I was born. And, and it's been very sort of um, clear from the very early age that I always wanted to go different places. Yeah. And whenever there's sort of an opportunity um, sort of appeared, I was like, I'm gone. Bye. Thank you. So, you know, so. When's the first time you made the decision? Um, I ran away from home when I was, uh, I didn't run away from home. I just, I just went on holidays without really communicating with my mom that I'm going away. So I was 15 and I went hitchhiking through Europe. Wow. So I went all the way from, uh, from Warsaw through Czech Republic, through Austria, through Italy, France, Spain to Gibraltar. And I went back all the way through the North of Europe and the same. So I, I was gone for like, I think seven weeks. Was your, was your mom super worried? No, uh, yeah, a little bit. I think I think at first because I'm like it was it was a bit of a shock for her to for me to sort of disappear, and, and then you're talking uh, no for, you're talking no communication. I went on holidays, okay, but it was a sort of a very loose idea where I'm going. So I think she was assuming that I'm going to go somewhere to the seaside. Mm, I got you. Not exactly to south of Spain, yeah, and especially traveling with unknown people. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. In the, so, and just a quick sidebar: in the states, it's like. You ask your mom to go out. You you go to someone's house down the street, and then if you cross the street yeah. or to another, like that's going to a different. But you over here just went to different. But my mom was also very much sort of. My mom would encourage me to be to be independent. Yeah. And so on. Okay. I I, I from the early age I remember because I was I was quite misbehaving at school at certain point, and I and I and I remember I think um I, I think I was eleven or twelve when my mom um had one of those difficult uh, parents meeting. When she sort of left a note with a with a principal of the school saying that from now on I'm fully responsible for my own behavior, therefore she won't be attending any more of the parents' meetings. What age was that at? Eleven. Wow. So I would sign off my own absence. Yeah, she and, wasn't. And so she on. wasn't so, playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but it was great because I'm like it, it. You would think that it would sort of put me in a mindset of uh, of you know. Um, um, 
I don't know, like a constant misbehaving and so on. But in a, in a way, like looking back at my at my behavior, I've got a feeling that it's it sort of put me in a completely different mindset that I would I I became more responsible. Yeah. Because suddenly somebody gave me this responsibility. It was like you know this is this is your life. I'm getting a lot of shit because of your behavior. From now on, you're responsible for all your behavior. And you take um, it. So you take it. So yeah. So I, I think in a sense, uh, um, you know, it was it was a good move on her part, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to Europe. You're in Europe. You're coming back home. You're you're finishing. Where did you go to university? At London. So you went to London. So I went first. To, I went first to states. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to really go for an exchange. So I went to states. I went to Texas. Okay. Uh, and I lived in Texas for a little while, and uh, uh, went to high school in Texas. Hated it. Uh, it was it was probably the worst experience of my you life. You went to high school in, in Texas, yeah. Texas, yeah. What? How did you get to high school in Texas? <laughs> Just student exchange. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and and I hated it. Texas was probably uh, absolutely horrendous place to be in. Mm. I, I was I was staying with a with a with a host family over there. Um, <laughs> I. I I had, I'm not going to name their names, but I remember we were living outside of, outside of Odessa in Texas. And, uh, what it was really bizarre is that I got stopped a number of occasions on my way back from school because I was the only kid walking back home. Mm. It was such an unusual for people, uh, such an unusual thing for people to be doing in this sort of surroundings. Everybody would get on a, on the school bus or everybody would go on a, car with their friends and i didn't have any friends because I, I i just sort of landed there when i was 16 yeah so i would i would get stopped by police on a number of occasions because they were like what are you doing like who are you and it's like the funny thing is like i don't think we um like coming from europe i, I don't think we really we sort of there's a very different connection and a very different relationship that you guys have with the police um, in terms of uh, there, there's no questions, there's no politeness, there's there's sort of an almost an instant aggression. Mm. And, and and you as a as a, as a, as a for an American person, you probably know that better than anybody. Yeah. There's this yeah. sort of it's 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 quite it's quite remarkable to be honest, because I I I I I think I felt violated <laughs> the first moment I've met police on the street, and I, and I and I haven't done anything wrong. It's just the way that sort of it's this sort of a weird assumption that you are up no good. That is so interesting. Yeah. So civil civil protection in Europe feels different. Like they ask questions. What talk, walk us because there's going to be a lot of American listeners. Yeah. What, what do you what What can we like? What is that relationship or interaction like? I mean, like police are your guys. They're they're people for you. They're mm. people that you talk to. Uh, police is the people that you talk to when you lost your wallet and can get back home. I mean, like I I, I would be drove back home by police when I was a teenager and I would spend all my money on booze and I'd be like, guys, I have no money. <laughs> I don't know how to get home. And they would drop me off. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. Wait, time out. So from someone who's watching the news, yeah. like something like George Floyd, ha George Floyd happened, um, unfortunate death, something like that creates a, a, a silver unrest within the nation. Mm. When someone's looking at that from Europe, because mm. you've experienced it, so you're like, well, I, I kind of can understand that. That was pretty, I felt even. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that most of Europeans cannot understand or relate to that situation? They're like, you know, because of that difference of interaction? No, because I, I think I think that in, in general, all of us in Europe are looking at America as a flawed nation mm. and a country. And, and, and Just that default. <laughs> <laughs> and because... Uh, I think if if you would experience that sort of behavior in Europe, 
there will be a, a, a Europe-wide reform. Mm. <laughs> it would be unacceptable, but like, but on a human level, really, yeah. it's it's not even uh, regulations on a human level. It's so unbelievably difficult to believe. Mm that you would have people that systemically sort of abuse their power. And, and they also sort of, um, you know, um, they, they, they have this sort of a shield <laughs> uh, by regulations, by, by their peers, which is, which is unbelievable for me to think of, to be honest. I'm like, yeah. I would be really worried. And I remember it's, it's everything what happened, obviously, with George Floyd and so many other people in recent years. It's, 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 it's scary. But the fact that you sometimes hear about those those lesser sort of situations when when people for no reason you know being being attacked or being questioned or being 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 surged, it's crazy. But listen, we are not free from that because I'm like you know when you when you look at for example Europe, um, maybe there are some states that are sort of much much more liberal or liberal. Uh, but uh, when you look at, for example, UK and London, London has its share of, of um, you know, targeting minorities. And, um, and you know, we, we, we had that so long time ago. We had a situation in, in London when this uh, um, black male in his early 20s was shot dead in his car because he would, he would fail to stop. And, and it's just, you know, he's, I mean, like, the really thing that didn't work in his favor was the fact that he was in a stolen car. But he was unarmed and so on. But it's once again this sort of a profiling that we that we that you know we, we had a conversation about you know in yeah. general how how sort of society prepares you to to be racist. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't think it's something that is embedded in us as human beings. So I've got a feeling it's the same thing. You're just being surrounded by this, you know, that that keep repeating the same stories and so on, and 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 suddenly suddenly being conditioned that oh, you see a black dude in a car stolen, he must be armed, right? So we're not going to do anything to, to check that. I want to give we just shoot. I want to give people another area to compare. You've been in Thailand. Mm. You've been you've been you know in this community. What is the relationship with the police here? It's non-existent because there is no police on the streets in here. I mean, like, yeah, that is, that is kind of true. There's no crime in here, really. I mean, like, it's so rare for for anything to happen in here. But I think it's it's very much related to the culture itself. I I I I've sort of you know I've I've been I've been really blessed to to travel around the world and and I've seen really a lot in my 44 years on this planet. And and I have to say that um, when you look at um, whenever you travel to places that are predominantly Buddhist, the crime is really non-existent mm. I, i've got a feeling that it has something to do with a sort of you know first of all it's a beautiful philosophy and it's it's a philosophy that really teaches you a lot about you know uh, loving yourself really taking everything easy um uh, uh plus plus i think it's it's, it's also something to do with the re reincarnation itself that people do you know um well i'm yeah. <laughs> it's gonna bite me on the head sooner yeah, or later. Yeah, so what's the point? That. And 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 here I I've I've had some drunken nights in here back in the day. I, I the first time I came to Thailand was in early two thousand, uh, and I, I had some drunken nights in here. And I remember that you really have to try hard to get in trouble in here. Yeah, really. police is not present. Uh, there's not much going on. I'm um, like there's no petty theft really. Um, the crime is pretty much non-existent. Uh, uh, they have very low very low numbers yeah uh there are some drunken brawls between people happening in a countryside mostly alcohol fueled but that's it that's it it's 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 really i think i'm i don't know what was your experience but i've got a feeling you really feel safe in here i do i do for for the most part i i but i feel like sometimes i have like symptoms of post-traumatic like 
PTSD. Okay, yeah. Meaning like uh, it's just like sometimes I'll see an officer like go by on like two on a bike and like they're yeah. kind of slow. I don't know if they're just like what they're doing, but I just like, you know, it'll yeah. just get I'll get jumping. <laughs> that's that's really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. But then there was one incident where it went a little bit further, not physically or anything, mm. but like uh, I was out waiting. I was out pretty late and I was waiting at a 7-Eleven in like a, like, I don't know, a darker street. Yeah. And these two cops just pulled up on me, okay. like on a bike. And yeah. they just looked at me and I was like, um, I got on a, I was just standing there. Right. And then they, uh, but you were an avatar of a black man. I mean, like your Trinity toll. And yeah. And then they came, <laughs> so they come up and then they're just like looking at me and they like, I don't know. They kind of like look at my pockets and tell me like, take check your pockets or ask me where I'm going. They first ask me where I'm going. So just give them my phone. I'm like, hey, take my phone. I have the ball coming. Um, boat is like an Uber here. And mm. then basically give it to them. They yeah. check it. And they're like looking at me. And they ask like for me to check my pocket. So I'm just like, I don't really care at this point. I'm just like, take everything. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I mean, and like, then they were like, but, but yeah. the end of the story real quick is that, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, I'll take my phone back. And they were like, uh, then they asked me a question, but I couldn't understand them. Probably asked you I, for money, and then I was released. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but it was it was a very, and then I was just like um, coping cups, and then yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, they were, yeah. you know, and in those situations, if you're ever in those situations, especially in a yeah. foreign place, just be super polite, mm. be super, especially in the Asian culture, like mm. they really respect. No matter if you're at, if you just humble yourself, yeah, and just you know what I'm saying. You're in a tricky situation, just humble yourself, yeah. Whether you're wrong or right, it's not the mm. time to. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying, like. But it's. I think it's our responsibility a little bit. I. I don't know. You. I don't know if you ever had that because. Uh, um. I. I've got a feeling that. Uh, in general, if you if you're sort of minority in, in a way of whatever whatever sort and wherever you are, it's it's sort of like it's almost like I, I always hear my mother's voice in, on the back of my head telling me like. Just humble yourself. <laughs> Wait, your mother told you uh, that? Yeah, it just, it just in a sense, there's, there's no point. I mean, like you know, uh, there's no really point of. Uh, I've always been, you know, I've been growing up in Poland, which is a sort of a deeply Catholic country, and I was growing up as a, as a sort of a gay kid, uh, and uh, and I remember my mom would be like, you know, just, just, just take it easy. It really doesn't, doesn't really matter what people say. I'm like, you know, only, only pay attention to those that really matter in your life. Yeah. And and and, but it's in, it's, it's it sort of goes further that it's just, you know, I've got a feeling that we got a little bit of responsibility in here i um you know i live here this is this is the place that i chose to be my home for now and and i don't want to be one of those stereotypical people that 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 create those issues so yeah. if there's not a, a life and death situation for me i'm like you know just just move on it just you know what are they going to do search my pockets they're probably going to ask me for 500 baht i'm going to give them 500 baht and the life goes on yeah. But there's really no point um but it's 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 said on, the, on your behalf that it's there is the trauma is there and it's it takes so much of you that even finding yourself what uh, ten thousand miles away, yeah. you still be like, oh bloody hell! I mean, like you know, are they are they going to ask me something? Are they going to search? Yeah, it's just, exactly. It's just, it's just weird. And then the funny thing is, like you know, in, very often mm, we are for them um, a little bit like uh, you know, there is there is an issue there. there. There might be drugs on us. There might be there might be something that it shouldn't be there. So there is a possibility of getting some extra cash. <laughs> yeah, simple, that simple, oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah. That there's a thing where they. Do sometimes random searches, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you bring out weed, kind of mm, absolutely, or actually not weed right now because it's legal. But like, I know people carry all sorts of things, 
And if it's illegal here, they will uh, driving license. Yeah. Like if you if you have a proper driving license, they will still tell you no good in here, and you yeah. have to pay like five hundred bucks for your for yeah. if you're riding a motorbike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. that international driver yeah, yeah, license yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, so. but it's it's I find it cute. I find it cute, and it's just it's just it doesn't really bugs me that much. I'm mean, like you know not that I'm supporting in any way. Um, uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's it's nice but, to know that it, you're not going to be in the back end of that situation. You know, yeah. they'll work with you. They'll figure it out. Like we said, like keep good energy. You mm. know, you know the dollar amount may fluctuate a little bit, but no, you got to be authentic. Yeah, you just got to be real. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's it's really it doesn't matter. I'm like, what you're gonna do on the other hand? Yeah, <laughs> and being a foreigner here, I'm like, gonna take them to court right now and and start uh, wasting my time and their time. It's just, there's no point. So yeah, yeah. In general, like I think that that we can we can agree on one that it's an extremely safe country. Yeah, yeah, and and country. it was so hard. And that's the there's so many stereotypes and and just like preconceived uh ideas of what this country man every station in states or in the, from the states to thailand or even to asia but what do people know about thailand in states no if you maybe some americans know a lot but it's it's almost like sometimes you have to straighten people up a little bit and 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 and, and sort of you know open their eyes a little bit and say like uh, you know have your ears open, have your eyes open, listen, see, because it's so easy to fall for this sort of an idea when, uh, you know, when people really don't pay any attention, they don't do any research. You're coming in here for God know what, because I'm like, yeah. you know, I've always, I've always believed that if you do choose to travel across the world, across the seas, there would be a reason why you do travel. I'm like, there's a, there's, there's some kind of a fascination interest and so on. So you do a bit of a research. Yeah. And I've got a feeling, and, and this is, this is sort of my experience uh, with people that I've met. Um, and it's not only here, it's, it's either even London, Dubai or whatever, that people are like, oh, what are you really doing here? I'm like, what's, what's, what's the purpose? Cause I'm like, you, you haven't prepared yourself at all mm. you just landed and you're like you know happy-go-lucky uh it's 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 interesting maybe it's just me is that bad to just like book somewhere and go and land there and then just be no uh, it's not okay it's not wrong as long in my opinion as long you are open be the sponge yeah, 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 yeah i yeah, think yeah. i feel I really it. going over there and you know like i i don't know i'm going to portugal I know nothing about Portugal, but I'm just going to immerse myself in a culture of food. I'm going to be open to meeting people and so on. But it's a very different story with the people that I've met over the years that you go to places and you're like, yeah, third world. Yeah, there's nothing in here for me. I'm like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, yeah. well, there's so many places. Go to Florida. I was, um, did I tell you how I got here? Like, no. My, yeah, I actually was that person who just like. <laughs> <Awkward>. <laughs> I was that guy who was like, man, I just going to book a flight and then go to Thailand mm. and then just, but I knew I was going to be the, I knew I was going to take okay. on and be open-minded to the yeah. experience. I had so I could look it up, but I even thought that was going to be not enough to, mm. you know, so I was like, I want to submerge myself. Okay, but look at yourself right now. I mean, like you've been here for, for a very limited amount of time. You, yeah. you, you, you've traveled, you've been around, you experienced a bit of Southeast Asia as well. Talk to people, and and that's a very different kind of traveler than yeah, talking about. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so no, so what I'm going off of is like I agree with you, right? If you come here, you're open minded, you're willing to take mm. on what it gives you, then you'll do great, you'll enjoy it. But if mm. you're coming here with holding on to your your to your idea yeah. of what you came here with, and just it's not gonna, it's not gonna, you know, mm. it is what you make it. I, on the other hand, funny enough, I think that I became the person that I never wanted to be right now after a few years of living in here, that I stopped exploring. It's almost like I got to the point when I'm like, 
I've seen around, I lived on different islands, I've been here for four, over four years and blah, blah, blah. And I stopped exploring. I stopped being hungry of that, of that country. Yeah. Uh, something that I had on the very beginning. And I hate myself for that because right now my days are usually I'm at work or I'm at home. When this country has so much to offer, so much to offer. And it's, it's a really unbelievably beautiful country. Uh, culture is fascinating in yeah. here and it changes um you know a different stop it's it's different culture different tribes different different customs it's really amazing and i've sort of became that person i've been here for a few years and you know most of my friends are foreigners i mostly eat european food that i cook myself and and i start exploring even that part of it um so i think i have to i need to have a wake-up call a little bit and sort of uh, you know like <laughs> is it how are you gonna how are you gonna get that I'm going to get that. I'm like, we had a conversation with my partner about it, that we have to really sort of make a conscious decision of doing more on a part of us exploring more. Yeah. So because I think push. it's very easy, especially when you're in a couple, I, maybe because my, 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 my heart, my partner is Spanish. Um, we both Europeans, we have certain palate. We like spending time in a certain way. And I've got a feeling if I would be maybe single or i would be having a partner which is local there'll be more sort of a hunger will be more challenged to do things but because we sort of fun it's, it's 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 a typical trap of a relationship i got you loving relationship with my partner love my husband but uh but sometimes it's a bit of a trap of being very comfortable yeah so you know i'm actually yeah. i'm actually interested to um you mentioned that you used to live in the islands and my point of bringing that up yeah. is a lot of people this is an Inspire More Life podcast. I want people to live a more fulfilling yeah. life. And sometimes they think a more fulfilling life is living on the island and, and living. But it didn't yeah. go <laughs> as you planned, did it? No, but I, I think it's also. So I, I lived with a very same dream of living on the island. Um, and we probably, and this is going to sound really, really bad because we had one of the most amazing introductions to living alive on a, on a paradise island because we live on Samui. Uh, during the most challenging time that our current generation went through, which was COVID, we 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 got stuck here during COVID, and and then we we could still travel between places. So as long as you didn't fly, you could go to places. So we could we we took the bus from from Bangkok to to um, to the south of Thailand and took a ferry, and ended up on Samui, which is unbelievable beautiful island just the right size uh with the most stunning beaches amazing people fantastic food beautiful fruits um absolutely empty beaches empty beaches empty trails everything was empty because there was no people uh people i think were sort of suffering in um in a different way over there i think life was just just slowed down over there and people were sort of saving their resources and so on and we had an absolutely amazing time um, but I, I think but myself and Miguel, we just realized that we're a little bit of city rats and we miss that smell of the city and, 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 and noise and, and so on. We did another try, um, after that, uh, and moved to Phuket and we lived in Phuket nearly for a year and, and, and Phuket was pretty much the same. I think, I think it can be absolutely amazing if you are mm, into the things that Island has to offer, if you are into sports water sports if you into you know um i don't know relaxing and 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 doing yoga and doing things i'm not any of those things you know i'm 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 not interested i'm too cynical to do yoga i'm too cynical to do breathing exercises i i don't do any sports except uh, competitive drinking uh so i'm 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 not really that wasn't for me it yeah. wasn't for me so uh but i encourage anyone to try because i think you know the best thing 
about life is, <laughs> you know, at least try. Yeah. And maybe it's for you. Uh, maybe it's not. At least I, I can cross it off my bucket list and say, you know, when I've tried, it, it wasn't for me. I, 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 I need to be suffering in the city. This is, this is, this is my gem. So. so you're saying if that's even someone's mindset and they heard you talk and they're like, that's pretty reasonable. Mm. Maybe you still need to try for yourself for a little bit. Absolutely. Figure it out. I would do. I'm like, I think in general, like there was this um, uh, amazing, <laughs> amazing quote from uh, Grace Jones. Um, uh, she once said that uh, you should at least try everything in life once. Mm. And if you like it, keep trying. Mm. Uh, and, and it's a little bit like that. I think you can apply that to anything in life. You know, I, I, I've tried. I've tried a lot of things in my life. Uh, and, and some of the things stuck with me. Some of the things didn't. So I, I think about island life a little bit like that. You know, I, I've tried. It wasn't for me. Uh, so I just moved on. Yeah, simple. But I I've met a lot of people. I just moved, uh, met a lot of people on the islands that that moved there decades ago. Yeah. And 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 they were exactly the same people like like myself who moved there and they were like, oh, I'm here for holidays. And then 20 years later, they're married. They they have a house over there. They have businesses and so on. So it it can be it can be absolutely an amazing life. That'd be amazing life. Just taking a moment to say thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the Inspire More Life podcast. And thank you to the Public House, where we recorded this in a great environment with great people in the country of Thailand. Thank you. Let's get back to the podcast. It can be absolutely an amazing life. It can that, be an amazing life. That statement. One thing I appreciate about you, you're always you <laughs> but, can, you're you're real. <laughs> but I'm like in a, in a sense, I I I I'm 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 in awe of what you do, and and, and I think it's great. But I'm like uh, you know I never claim to be inspirational person in any way. But I've got a feeling that you know um uh, getting on with the daily grind, yeah. uh, grind can be can be um inspirational <laughs> and that going crazy can be That's, inspirational and, and and you're right there with yeah. me you're yeah. right there with me my point and you know my point is that like almost anyone mm. I mean, honestly anyone can be inspiring mm. at their peak yeah and at, their, at their lowest point because i told someone on a, yesterday i was like anyone who even for example the person who's dealing with the worst trauma and they're alive today yeah, just alive, just like decided to not mm. make that decision to leave this earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's inspiring. Even if the person who's, who's making successful moves, I, I think we see this differentiation. We're like, this is not inspiring. This is inspiring, but like, no, like the fact that everyone has a story is inspiring. You know, I I remember this this one time when I I had my grandmother. Um, um, she was a fantastic, fantastic woman, and I remember this one very very incredible story, which sort of taught me a lot, really, in a in a strange way. But also, I think conditioned me a lot to my to my to my for my future life. I remember this one situation when me and my grandmother were sitting at home at her place, and we were just doing some charades and so on. And then my grandfather walked in, and my grandfather wasn't a great drinker. But he went somewhere for some kind of a gathering, blah, blah, blah. He came absolutely drunk. And I remember he called my grandmother to serve dinner for him. My grandmother ignored him completely. So he went to the kitchen and he basically decided to put dinner himself on a plate. He ended up throwing everything on the floor. 
everything on the floor. And I remember my grandmother who could be possibly offended, hurt, uh, worried, blah, blah, blah. She went literally paying no attention to the whole situation. She went to the kitchen. She took the dustpan <laughs> and a brush <laughs> and basically scooped everything out from the floor <laughs> as it was <laughs> and put it in front of him on the table. And she's like, here you are. There's your dinner. <laughs> and went back to me and we were keep doing charades. <laughs> and I was like, I remember it was, it was quite amazing for me because I'm like, you know, obviously my grandmother went through a lot. She was a war generation, um, born and raised in Warsaw before war and then went through the whole occupation and the war and so on. And I was like thinking, you know what I mean? This, 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 what you went through probably conditioned you to be the person that you are. It was for me cute as hell, <laughs> first of all, that she just completely like, yeah, what the hell? What am I going to do? I'm like, you know, <laughs> sure, I'm not going to cook again. I'm not going to cry. I'm just going to move on. And and she just did it. And to be honest, my my uh, my approach to life is a little bit like that. It's just, you know, just just uh, just take it easy. Just take it easy. Yeah. Lucas, you've had such a vast experience traveling around the world. People may be in a position where they're like, I don't know if I should make the decision or not. I know you've been to several different countries. How many different countries have you been to? Oh, I don't know. How many different countries have you worked in? I've worked in I've worked in um, Poland. I've worked in uh, London. I've worked in UK. <laughs> Sorry, I've worked in London. I've worked in UK. I've worked in Ireland. I've worked in Spain, Holland. Uh, I've worked in US. I've worked in um, Thailand, and I've worked in United Arab Emirates. I would love to get you back on to talk about some of those experiences in those locations, working in those locations. I think there's a lot of people who may want to work in one of those countries, right? And you have the experience in those countries. Yeah. One thing I have a question for you, when someone's making a decision of, maybe I should work in a different country. Like we know there's visa complications. We know that moving to a different country, how are you making all this work in terms of working in a different location? I don't think it's that hard. Okay. I don't think it's really that hard. I think it just it just it just has to be a strong decision. I'm moving. I think I think legality of it as long and and once again we are blessed with good passports. So so you know you have an American passport, I have European Union passport. It's easy for us to move. Uh, the situation will be very different for someone from a different different part of the world. And uh, when the passport is not very welcome for us, we are we are still privileged in a sense that we go with our passport to a I don't know United Arab Emirates and we bring welcomed. Uh, it's a little bit different in different places. I think I think social aspect of moving to a different country and leaving everything behind that's what's really difficult. I think I think legality of it is it's it's uh, I mean I, you know there are complications everywhere. Yeah, it's figuring it out. But the most difficult part for people to, mm. is difficult to let go because yeah, you're leaving everything behind. Family. Yeah, you're living family. You have you're living friends and so on. You're moving to a completely unknown country. It's it's I've got a I've got a feeling and I'm I'm a pure conviction that it's it's becoming more and more difficult as we get older to make any friends. Yeah. In the world. In the world in general. Even where you leave. I'm mean, like, you know, I'm like, I've got a feeling that as you as as we're growing older, it's it's much, much more difficult to make friends, real friends. You make acquaintances, you know what I mean? But you don't really make friends. I, I think that the real sort of long lasting friendships are the ones that we've made when we were much, much younger. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. So you moving, you being completely taken from one environment into a different one, and you almost have to start everything from the beginning. Yeah. So you have no friends, you have no close people. The relationship that you have back home, they are still there, and but you need to spend so much more time to sort of uh, you know 
at taking care of those relationships uh, because there is a time difference. The, the, the people living their different lives, you you have no chance to catch up anymore face to face. There is only as a phone, which is not as enticing yeah. as talking to people and meeting them over lunch. You know, people have no incentive to stay with you on the phone for an hour when before you could meet somewhere in town and have a bottle of wine and have a lovely dinner. So people had dinner. <laughs> the conversation maybe has been shit, but you had dinner. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. And starting over again, all over again, it's it's probably the most difficult part. Starting all over yeah. again. And I think that's what people worry about. Mm. You know, coming into a community, starting from scratch. Do you have one or two pointers on how to go to a community new, brand new, and like just start like to start from scratch, build community, build friends? I don't I don't any methodology don't, I, in your in your No, in your, absolutely. Your, not, so absolutely. it's really that. No, but you're you're going to the fact that it's really maybe but once again i think it's, it comes with an openness it's, it, mm. it, it it goes with uh, you being just an open person landing somewhere have your eyes open listen to people uh trying to get people with a good vibe uh that sort of enrich your life in any way yeah uh you don't want to surround yourself with toxic people because i've got a feeling like those people are always coming to you first Wow, uh, that's a that's a real one. No, that's a real one though. I think, like, I think that's the case. Sure. I think I think almost the toxic personalities always feed on people that are vulnerable. New and you are vulnerable when you knew. Yeah, you were like this Open. one new kid at school that nobody knows and nobody likes. Mm. <laughs> nobody cares if you're being bullied because you know nobody knows you. So it's a little bit like that. If you if you if you if you go to a new environment and you allow yourself to um, somehow surround yourself with toxic people you you screwed you screwed so i think having eyes open um really really have a moment to sort of observe people and not to be greedy with people yeah uh, in terms of you know i i but this is probably also my personality is a little bit different i'm i'm, I'm cool being alone i'm 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 cool with solitude. Yeah. I have my best mate, my best friend in my husband. So it's it's also this um there is this sort of a mm, comfort zone that I have around me. So maybe that's why there's no sort of an instant need for me to go there and out there and get people around me because I have that person at home with me. Uh, but in general, like I think, I think what's important is to really take time and not allow yourself to, um, to just be needed. Uh, because I think once you're desperate, it's, it's dangerous it, place. Yeah. One thing I'm actually really encouraged by and, appreciate about you is that you can be your authentic self and you come up as your true self at this organization at other organizations uh through our conversations and different environments and communities people have a really hard time showing up with their own ideas their own opinions who they are in different environments um can you speak into that just like being your true self in in a in a job and, and if you're not allowed to be your true self is do you move or do you adapt or do you acclimate, especially being in so many different countries and communities? I don't know because I don't understand a different concept. It's difficult to put myself in a situation when you're not because it's just such a such an alien idea. And and I'm and I'm not free of both. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I can both for days if I want to. Probably I'm like I think this is this is part of being in this current uh, this sort of uh, today society that sometimes you have to. But I think if you sort of want to feel good with yourself, you need to be honest with yourself and you need to be honest with people, and not to be too eager to be liked. Yeah. Um. So I I really don't know the other side. I've been always encouraged uh, by my mom to be to be to be honest. And did it get me in a lot of trouble? Oh my goodness, yes, absolutely. Do I still get in trouble because I'm being honest? Yes. Am I a popular person because I'm honest? 
absolutely not. <laughs> um, but but I feel okay with myself. But once again, it's it's I'm I'm really cool with um, not having a group of twenty friends because I never really believed that there is possible to have twenty friends in your life. Uh, I think there is possible to have. Um, that's my conviction. That it's possible to have two or three friends in your life, and the rest of them are just acquaintances. Wow. Uh, so so I'm cool with that because I have that group. If it happens that I have another friend. Uh, someone that I call close and and someone that I want to hear from on a regular basis, it's amazing. But if I don't, uh, screw it. I mean, like you know, I'm, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. I never needed a large circle of people. I never needed to go out into town on on a weekend and have twenty friends around me. I I can't even imagine having twenty friends around me. I mean, like it's so much work. Yeah. yeah. Really, so much work. Even those three friends that I have in my life, closest people, it takes a lot of effort to be a good friend. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to listen to people, to be sort of in tune with what they're going through and so on. I can't imagine. That's why I'm also like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty convinced that I'm like, having 20 people around you as close friends, both. Mm. you can't. You can't. It's difficult to even maintain those relationships yeah. and like feed into them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'd be like, it'll be a full-time job. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that's the whole. If you yeah. think about it, I think about this. This is mm. really bad, but it's like it's like a business, and you have 20, 20 like employees, or mm. or your managing team. Yeah. Think about in a company organization and trying to convince twenty people or get them on one boat, mm. or you know, having just deep relationships with all twenty, you know, top executives of the organization. It's probably not going to be that effective. You're mm. probably going to have two or three mm. that you really mesh with, and yeah. then you two or three are going against the other, mm. you know, Absolutely. four uh, you know, uh, individuals like that. And so, no, you're speaking. You're speaking so true. Thank you. You're speaking real. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Lucas. You've been able to talk into some subject people don't talk about, and so I appreciate that. Inspire more lives. Living is all about living a more fulfilled life and, and making those difficult decisions, showing up as yourself, living in your truth. Lucas, one last question. If you could talk to or just give us one thing that you would encourage for people that you like, one principle, one idea that you're like, this is needed for you to just live a more fulfilling life or enjoy life to the highest extent. What's one principle that you feel that you, you just really resonate with in life? Keep traveling. Keep, keep traveling. Keep exploring. It will turn into nothing sooner or later. So. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. So it's like I know. I I, I think it's it's such a, an amazing um, right for us to be alive. Yeah, the chances of us actually being who we are it's 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 so it's one in trillions. Uh, so the fact that we're here and we're here for such a short period of time and 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 life can be really beautiful and can be whatever you make out of it. I think it's important to travel and explore this beautiful planet that we live on. Uh, and those beautiful cultures that we have around. Wow. Uh, just live your best life for the short period of time we have on this earth. That's extremely beautiful. Appreciate you, Lucas. This is Inspire More Life podcast. Y'all know what it is. What an episode. Thank you, Lucas, for such a dynamic conversation. I hope you all enjoy listening. Please tune in next week for another episode that we hope would inspire you to live more life. Thank you.